0: Welcome to Season 2, Episode 4 of Live Lunch. Uh, thank you for spending your lunch break with us. You are joined today by me, Johan Philip. Matt Carvell is back after put, putting in an excellent performance on back. the last episode of Live Lunch. And of course, the wonderful Megan, Lara, Nicholas, um, who is going to be at Glastonbury in a few weeks' time. Whoop whoop. Thinking, yeah. On the stage, not just camping at Glastonbury, but actually performing at yeah, yeah. Glastonbury. So that is really exciting. Yeah. Check out her music. On her Spotify, there must be a link somewhere. Uh, is worth checking out. Matt, mm. last week we spoke about your Instagram account. Calms, calms. Yes, which was not. Did really you have a deluge of followers? I so Did far. Did you have all I, five people who <laughs> tuned in to live lunch?
1: Following or following your Instagram account? I had two extra followers. One there, one. There. <laughs> <laughs> so um, that I was very appreciative of that You haven't posted in the last week I know, well, yes, yes Sometimes life get, takes over And uh, the beetroot is struggling a bit But um, I should probably also talk about my other social media account Which YouTube, is much yes. more edifying to people And uh, I'm tweeting uh, through the entire New Testament And uh, just yesterday or the day before we started uh, the book of Acts And uh, that's, yeah, that was a sort of a challenge that I set myself At the beginning of the year To tweet every single day using our bible in a year plan and uh, so far i've just about managed to keep up with it that's amazing and, um, yeah so you've almost been, halfway you've through have been today. tweeting
0: every single day every single day about a bit of, spoor- uh, a bit of uh, yeah from scripture. the passage in the new Same testament day. so wow. uh, if
1: you want to follow me on twitter at matt carvel and uh, you can uh, join in and yeah, uh, yeah what did you really tweet good. today or what has been your thoughts for today Oh. <laughs> it was very bleary-eyed uh, this morning. So we're at the at the uh, beginning of act and we started acts this week, didn't we? Yeah, we did. This. So uh, acts 2 this morning and it was about uh the Peter preaching, the first sort of preach out at Pentecost and just kind of making that connection between it was the people that crucified Jesus, that they were the first people actually to receive the gospel mm. and just the grace uh, of God in that. Amazing. Um, you know, the people cut to the heart when they hear what what they've done. Peter didn't, you know, he would direct, you crucified him and actually he's the son of God and you need to repent. And they did and they received grace. Brilliant. And uh, yeah, so Brilliant. insight. Like that, that is
0: just a little snippet of what you could be in store for if you followed Matt Carville. Yeah, which links um, really
1: into what I was saying on Sunday in terms of the message, um, in terms of getting into the Word and and putting that into practice. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, so you preached,
0: you closed our Sermon on the Mount uh, series of talks uh, this Sunday. At, you started the, sermon, the series of
1: I did, the yeah. Sermon on
0: the Mount, didn't you? Yeah,
1: I did. Oh. That was three months ago. We spent three months looking at the Sermon on the Mount. And you have just um, finished so, it as well. Yeah, that's it worked out. Um,
0: so what did you speak on?
1: So it's about uh, words and action. It's Jesus is coming so to So should we read the bit of scripture Yeah, before? let's do it. Let's, let's do it. it. Okay. So this is um, Matthew... Dropped a pen. Matthew 7, verses 24 to 29. Everyone then who hears these words of mine and does them will be like a wise man who built his house on the rock. And the rain fell, and the floods came, and the winds blew and beat on that house, but it did not fall, because it had been founded on the rock.
0: If you if you grew up in church, this is a really popular Sunday school mm-hmm. um, teaching story, uh, and it very much hinges on building your house on a rock or building your house on on sand, and really that's the mm-hmm, takeback, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. uh, the takeaway from from the story, which kind of gets drilled into you. But quite interestingly, it actually is talking about hearing and obeying what Jesus says <laughs> and his words. Yeah, and really that is the the emphasis of his uh, listening and obeying.
1: Yeah, it's it's Jesus pointing to everything that he said and everything that he is, and it's not just it's not ju- it is about making a commitment to Jesus Christ and 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 repenting and believing for the first time, but it's also a way of life. It's everything that we do is. Um, if we're following Christ, it needs to come from a place of trust in Christ. Um, and and that is just the, the sort of defining principle. And uh, as I say, we've come to the end of the Sermon on the Mount, and Jesus is really forcefully... Um, asking people, demanding people to make a decision. And it is kind of funny because you know, that that picture of the the house is a very Sunday school picture um, which is good and it's true because it is about foundations and what better way to teach our children than to put the foundation on Christ but it's a very somber note it's a very hard, like he has not twisted and done a happy ending on this one, it's like great was the fall of Mm. it if you have the wrong foundation. And so what we were speaking on Sunday about was okay how do how do we respond and also the people seem to recognize he had authority and so I cannot unpack a little bit that we live in a time where lots of people are speaking with seeming authority, there's lots of people with, with huge influence, more and more people looking online for answers about life and there's, there's a, a huge range of people that are willing to supply uh, those answers and seemingly speaking with authority and insight and that sort of thing but Jesus links his authority not to uh, just uh, wisdom and say hey this works that in practice but actually this is who i am i am the son of god and you need to trust me because of that claim and so we looked at uh, how we respond to that other things uh, that we can look to for uh, help in our lives and how Christ is the difference. And I was kind of talking uh, about, uh, we we sometimes approach life that we need a sort of life coach. We need some wisdom from someone, but Jesus doesn't come to us as a life coach. He comes to us as a savior. And that's ultimately what we need. We need forgiveness. We need a purpose and identity that comes from him. And it's from that place of, of of all our aspects of our life, who we are, not just what we do, being found in Christ, that we can therefore move forward. And uh, what does it look like to be obedient to Christ? Well, it's that fundamental first choice, but then it's that having being a priority in all aspects of our lives. And so I talk about getting into the Bible, knowing the word, knowing the teaching of Jesus, uh, pu- pursuing him in a relationship of prayer, that we're actually having a relationship with him. We're, we're committing our day to him, asking him, help me today. I need your insight, I need your wisdom to, for what decisions I need to make, the way I need to live today. And um, and yeah, in what we do and what we think. And then it's just standing firm on the truth of Christ in, in a world that has tells a story that's very different to the, the Gospel story and the opinions in life about who's important, what's important, what we should pursue in life, um, and actually standing firm on what Jesus has to say uh, is is a real central part. It says in Romans twelve verse two, don't be conformed by what everyone else is saying around you, but be transformed. And so when we're in the Word, when we're pursuing the relationship with Jesus, there's an inner transformation, an inner source of life that comes from Jesus that just sets us us apart from from anyone else that is just taking wisdom from the outside and, and, and wisdom that, that changes every year uh, and that sort of thing. So, Brilliant. yeah, that's where we go to. I guess going back
0: to what you mentioned about people using other sources of influence, uh, influenced by popularity, mm. um, people with millions of uh, followers on Instagram can sound like the key voices that shape our society and shape our lives. Mm. How do you navigate through that? Is there... Um, Is there a middle ground between... I've I've got the teachings of the Bible, I've got the authority of Scripture, and I've got these influencers who might be saying a different message to what the Bible says or maybe communicating it in a different way as to how the Bible communicates the gospel. Um, Is there a middle ground or a bridge? How do you navigate through all these voices that you hear?
1: Yeah, I think for any Christian, you're ultimately made a decision to follow Christ. And you'll find yourself in a church and you'll find yourself around different people, Christian people, and there'll be influence online that are teaching the Bible different ways. And uh, I think we talked about last week, one of the criticisms of Christianity, it can be that lots of people teach different, Things from the same book. and I think the easy the easy way, the easier option is to just receive everything you know about Jesus secondhand receive it from other teachers other influencers people that are teaching the bible and most of the time that isn't wrong because they'll be teaching the bible faithfully but there's no substitute to knowing the bible for what it says Mm -hmm. and knowing it for yourself and 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 pursuing the truth of christ uh you know we we live in a a time and age where we are able to have the Bible in front of us and read it in the language that we know. And that is a real privilege and not a privilege that we take hold of as much as maybe we should. And I think because when we're in the Scripture and when we know the Scripture for ourselves, uh, we get to know Jesus for ourselves and therefore everything else that we hear from someone else about what the Bible says can come through a filter of, uh, well, he that person's saying that, or he's saying that, she's saying that, about what she's... But I know, actually... No no the bible says this though and so and and a lot of the time it's not they've said something that's not in the bible a lot of the time it's more about emphasis. Mm. Are they are bringing a certain teaching? Because anyone can take a verse of the Bible and make a whole doctrine and a whole, a whole lifestyle on how to at one verse in the Bible. Yeah. But when you know more of the Bible and you make a priority to get to know what the big message of the Bible is and what books of the Bible are about, you get to know not just individual verses, what they mm. say, but the emphasis and how each part should be interpreted on Where the whole does this story. Fit into
0: the whole overarching story of the Bible.
1: yeah. So that's your your principle to receive teaching from other people. If you're interested in resources,
0: uh, God's uh, grasping God's word Mm. is a really good book. I think I saw it in one of your books on your bookshelf. Um, Yeah, that's a good book which helps you understand. Hey, mate, thank you so much. Our food has just arrived. Food is here. The wonderful uh, Dan Nightingale has brought us smoothies and coffee. And it's
1: not a disgusting looking smoothie.
0: Uh, no the, <laughs>
1: That is a reference To what I said on Sunday um, yeah. the, 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 Thank yes. you so much mate You're uh, welcome sure. no, Yeah I probably didn't go To pains enough Of saying that There's nothing wrong With smoothies I was making a light hearted comment about um, Pursuing your best life Do you not like smooth- smoothies? No I'm drinking a smoothie Right now It's Great. very good uh, Grasping God's Word
0: mm. Is I found a really helpful book In understanding How to interpret the Bible And, and how to understand Verses out of context Especially Yeah Um Going back to hearing God's word and being obedient, what does that look like in your life? Or is there is there a story that you want to share or an example you want to give of how you put that into practice?
1: I think, yeah, one thing I didn't say on Sunday really was was what that has looked like in, in my life. And I um, grew up in a Christian home, uh, been going to church ever since... I was a baby and uh, I've always been around God's word and that sort of thing. But then uh, as I got older, uh, pers- pursued my own agenda really. And um, um, and so through my teenage years, very much doing my own thing and didn't want to build my life on Jesus at all. I had a, a much... Um, clear a very clear idea about what I should do and what I should uh, pursue and i actually went to um United States and to to travel and to work there and end up working a, a, a kids camp and uh, yeah did that for a summer before university and uh, it turned out to be a christian kids camp and because i I'd, I'd, uh, I'd grown up going to church and knew something of the bible I was able to sort of lead the kids and do little Bible studies and stuff but really wasn't walking with Jesus, uh, personally at the time. Um, and, um, actually it was through that summer of actually just being with the kids, having a great time, making great friends, but actually through those simple messages, of of with with the children about who Jesus is and what the gospel is, and actually during that summer there was a kid that I was kind of looking after, and they made a commitment to follow Christ, and uh, that just blew me away. I was so humbled by God, and that He would use me in to bring someone else to to know Him, even though I had spent the last few years of my life just keeping God at arm's length and not really walking with Him, and that really humbled me. And it was so I, there I was, age sort of. 18, 19, and um, decided, okay, God, your grace has just blown me away. It's changed my life. And so from that point on, I was like, okay, whatever you wherever you want to take me, whatever you want me to do, that's what I'll do. And Um, we brought you here to the Live Land studio (laughs) enjoying (laughs) smoothies and (laughs) vegan falafel salad boxes. Many years, many years later. Mm. So, um, yeah, that that decision. uh, So I I think there is, there can be, it doesn't always have to be, but I think for many there is a point where they come to Christ for the first time, um, but it can be at the same time or it can be months or weeks or even years later that they recognize that, you know, trying to live two lives and not making Jesus a part of my life, but he's not the center. And Jesus bringing you to a point of place, uh, a a position of being like, no, I need to build everything and just surrender everything to him. And that for me, by God's grace, that happened to me when I was 19 years old.
0: That really is God's grace to us, isn't Mm -hmm. it? Because all our stories in this room are stories of us walking away from God and then God just leading us back gently. Pointing us back to him, yeah. When we didn't, we don't deserve it. We don't, we don't deserve to be told. And I
1: think so many people might say, like, "Oh, you know, you're a Christian because your your parents are a Christian, or you've been in church, and that's and that's your thing." And that's, but actually, I think anyone who's grown up with Christian parents, I think that in one sense that is helpful to getting you towards Jesus. But in other ways, you want to do the opposite mm. of what your parents have brought you up in, and that's just what people are like and the the human heart. We so I think every individual has to make that decision, um, and, and Christ has made it that way, and, and, and Christ is speaking in those terms in these verses. You know, you've got to make a decision here. Are you going to follow me? Are you going to found your life on me and my teaching, everything I have to say, uh, or not? You, you, there's no inherited faith in Christianity. It just isn't.
0: Uh, have you found, since making that decision,
1: yearning and being obedient to God to
0: Jesus and to uh, what Jesus is God? Um hard or has it been easy
1: what's it been it's been, been like hard now? it's been it's been hard and easy i think you're you're always i mean one of the things that um turned me away from jesus when i was a teenager was the fact that none of my friends were christian and i felt quite isolated so i was like oh, i just want to do what everyone else does um, and in one says that that hasn't really ch- that hasn't changed now you you go to university you go into the workplace and and that can be the case that you're isolated in in terms of you're trying to follow Jesus and everyone else around you isn't, and uh, probably certainly in this country that's that's a Christian's experience. And so in that sense, it is it, it's not easy to be the one that makes decisions based on Christ and not based on uh, what everyone else does. I think I think for me it's it's affected my uh my, my career path i um did an economics degree at university hey i did an economics oh, degree at university. As well. wow. so uh, and here we are we yeah. both found a way to live lunch so that so that you know so, doing you know, that if you, if you want to get in live lunch
0: you need to have an economics degree <laughs> i bet joel has an economics degree as well um, yeah, yeah there you yeah. go so uh, and, and along the, with the, other the multitude the, of degrees that he has <laughs>
1: <laughs> the, people, the people around me at the time you know the sort of career path ahead of you is you know go up to london work in the city earn lots of money uh be, you know i had friends that would go on to be diplomats and work in government and you know had huge influence and in that sort of thing and and uh, that's, a, that's something I, I could have pursued. Um, and at the end of university, the opportunity came up to take a very low paid, entry level job, here at this church being the student worker uh, and so in t- certainly in, in terms of salary that I could have or opportunities in terms of a uh, career progression uh, and then I was, we didn't
0: even have live lunch then we so didn't even have live this lunch that was wasn't not available.
1: sweet the deal wow, wow. <laughs> so um yeah and just taking that and and I think you know for, in one sense it's difficult you're aware of the cost in one sense it's easy because you know like, God's called me to this, and I know I've got faith for it. And so when you've got faith in something, there is an ease with it because you know it's the right thing. But even, you know, speaking with other people, or you're just thinking, what are other people going to think of me? Or oh, I've got this all this potential. I've invested thousands and thousands of pounds in a degree and not using it. And um, just how that looks to other people is, is, is a difficult thing. And I think all the way through um, you, you, when people are, um, you know, just going out in the town with friends and that sort of thing, and the way you do that, and the way you you you, you drink or not drink, or the way you navigate that, navigate relationships, uh, navigate romantic relationships with, with, uh, as well, and saying no. Actually, the Bible says romantic relationships or, or towards marriage there's, there's no um just dating for the sake of dating and all those sorts of things that it is people in one sense rightly see it as restricting uh, but actually you know Jesus said no it's a path of life this is this is going to be good good for you and in the moment it's always be a challenge to believe that and that's why it is it's tr- it's trust it's trust do you believe that when jesus says whatever you give up for me you will receive back Tenfold, hundredfold. Um, the question is: Are you? Do you see enough of Jesus to know that and trust that, or not? And um, what would you yeah. say
0: to people who um, are struggling with being, I guess, obedient to God's word? Saying, "Well, but you don't know the circumstances I'm in, mean, or uh, it's just it's just way too hard for me to be obedient to what I know is right in this situation. I'm not prepared to be obedient. I'm I'm really struggling
1: with the issue. Uh, what would you say to them? I think um, the Bible tells us that God never puts us in a circumstance that is a temptation that's too much. So I think if we're saying temptation is too much, we're disagreeing with the, with the Bible there. I think it can feel like it's too much. And I, and I think um, there could be a number of reasons for that. It may be a sign that actually the position that you're in is the wrong place to be in. If you can walk forward in your Christian life and be a witness for Christ mm-hmm. and live the life that Jesus calls us to live, if you're not in a situation that you can do that, then you need to make changes so that you are. You know, so, you know, not everyone can work for the church. Not everyone can work for a charity or do something that's very obviously a, a Christian type of thing to do. And we're not all called to that. You know, we're called to be in the world, be engaged in the world and that sort of thing. But, uh, you know, we, we can be in a situation where whatever circumstance we're in, we can uh, be obedient to Jesus. Um, but there are some things that it's just going to be impossible to do that. Therefore, that's, there are certain careers that will be very obvious. There's mm-hmm. not if you're doing something illegal. That's 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 not right. You know, you know, they don't they don't even need to make a huge case from the Bible mm-hmm. about that. And so there are there's certain things. There be certain relationships that are not right. And the reason that it's difficult to be obedient to Christ in that relationship is because the relationship is, is not one that you should be in at all anyway. Mm-hmm. If you're married, um, you know, let, let's not. I'm not saying if you're married, you know, you, you need to pursue godliness and, and you're called to be a husband or a wife and that sort of thing so i'm not we don't want to give people an opportunity oh this marriage is obviously wrong and it's too difficult to follow christ and um, no because the bible says you should be faithful in marriage and that for an example but without opening mm. that whole example up i'll i'll leave that there do yeah. we have much time left megan uh, we have four minutes left four minutes left
0: uh, 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 the thing i like to, to talk about or i mean just really a comment is this something we were talking about earlier today when you're looking at what we talk about at live lunch, um, and how it's so fascinating that that there would be a verse in scripture that says, "You're my vo- my voice and be oh you're my words yeah. and be obedient," when um, we live we live in a country where there's rules and there's regulations and there's authority figures and I mean there's the there's the queen mm-hmm. and the and the royal family and we don't really live our lives in conversation with the law or with, Mm. with our rulers or with, with our head of state, we just, we just live. Um, And we know, right. If we, if we do this, this, it'll lead to this direction, this uh, conclusion or this outcome, or if we don't do it, it'll lead to this outcome. If there are certain things that we choose to obey, choose to disobey. um, And we just go on with it in life. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. It's fascinating that God would choose to engage with us. Mm -hmm. uh, And, and would would very much talk about conversation. Yeah. I think it just really speaks about what we were created in His image. We were created to be in relationship with our heavenly Father, yeah. uh, and to be in conversation with Him. And and the Christian life and the Bible is not a series of do's and don'ts or mm-hmm. a how mm-hmm. to live your life manual. It it leads you. It points you to a relationship with. Uh, with the father yeah. uh, and he very much chooses to be involved in our lives. You can think on the, you're running the universe, you God has big things to deal with. And yet he's mindful about the, the jobs we choose and yeah. the yeah, people yeah, that yeah. we get married to and the friends that we have. And yeah. just even the small decisions that we need to make, which might seem really big to us, but mm. in the scale of flinging stars into space might yeah. seem quite
1: small. Yeah. The the mistake that Jesus criticizes the, the, the religious leaders for making um, throughout the Sermon on the Mount and elsewhere in the Gospel is that they took the law of God and took it and separated it from relationship with God. Mm. And Jesus said, "I've you no, know, I've come to fulfill the law. Uh, I've not come to get away with, you know, abolish it. I've come to fulfill the law. But then he's saying, but actually trust. I've also come to bring you to the Father that you can yes obedience I mean obedience in our culture is not a, a popular word mm. uh, but it, what he's saying obedience looks like is yes knowing the 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 right thing to do and knowing wisdom in your life but also knowing relationship and trust and that is what Jesus invites in trusting him and so it's 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 Bible but it's also prayer mm. it's it's seeking the truth but also seeking relationship um, and praying through that word and th- through the word and getting to know God for ourselves and and seeking him uh, day by day as well it's it's not just formulas how to Mm. live it's a personal relationship with him brilliant I
0: think we've run out of time like if you we haven't had an opportunity to eat our food Mm. uh, wonderful vegan falafel salads which we will dig into as soon as we go off air from smalls Uh, I'm really looking forward to it Mm. because we didn't bring any cutlery (laughs) (laughs) sorry my bad you know I ticked on the let's protect the environment and not order more cutlery from Deliveroo but I should have gone to the kitchen and picked up some bits. So that's why we haven't eaten food. Thank you so much for joining us. Um, look forward to seeing you next week. Uh, Joel Vogo. I think we'll be back. Hope um, so. For your sake. But we have really enjoyed <laughs> having Matt Carville with <laughs> it's us. Been a uh, pleasure. Thanks so much for joining us, Matt. And thank you for for spending your lunch break with us. Or If you're watching this on the podcast or later this evening, have a great week ahead. And we look forward to seeing you next week.